At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. It is our third and final hour primetime action here from VCN, the Sports Betting Network, from our South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Sean McCollum on audio. Isaiah Von Vrinkle downstairs. Jeremy Wengel, technical director. 2 nothing game right now, Jeff. Major League Baseball, uh, all-star game so far, the only scoring. Paul Goldschmidt, two-run homer. Uh, with the exception of Shane McClanahan, we've seen four pitchers pitch, and three of them have looked extremely sharp. Alec Manoa, a clean bottom of the second inning. And so, so far, just one hit for the AL All-Stars, two runs on four hits for uh, the NL here. And I'm still waiting to see this. this guys, the total still seven and a half. Now we're back to the near the pregame juice here, under minus 120. So we're pretty much back to where we started, at least total-wise. Money line, a different story. As you see on the bottom of your screen there, minus 375 on the National League right now. So, not much to not Yeah, much to, it's not, not much, much to report. To <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's, still, Jeff's still just bad about the first home run. Oh, no. I, I mean, look. we're, we're ne- here, Here's the fun. I bet great call. It was a good call on Paul Gulch. Hey, here's and the, it was the last yeah. p- It was the last. Uh, well, it was the second to last pick. It, it, it was the eighth pick out of nine. Here's the funny little thing about all-star games. We get very excited leading into them. And then once we're in the game, we're like, oh, yeah, it's a, this isn't that good. So it's just a it's random baseball, exhibition baseball game. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it, we sometimes get cool things like that was a cool moment for Paul Goldschmidt, the homer in the first inning, and take a commanding lead on being the MVP of this game. I mean, so, it's, it's what Pete Rose just talked about, yeah, right? Like, yeah. back in his day, no, they no, they didn't play the other league that often. Right, Nobody changed teams that often. Feel then. There was no yeah. – I mean, there were, I mean, what, what, Major League Baseball didn't have free agency until the 70s? Yeah. I, so, yeah, it, so the, I mean, the, I, the least, yeah. It, yeah, people just didn't change teams unless if they were traded. So, whole different feel in 2022 as opposed to 1972 at this point. I mean, I, I understand it. Yeah. I understand it. Two nothing game right now, top of the third. We'll, we'll keep you posted. If there were live MVP markets up, yeah, Goldschmidt would have to be a, a minus money uh, favorite at this point. Let's get into some NFL, though. We have some fun props for you this hour. We'll talk rookie of the year a little bit later. Want to get to uh, an interesting one as well from uh, this is from DraftKings. A team to start five and zero, five and zero starts, and depending on the shop, there are, there are books that are that are offering four and zero starts. We'll look at five and zero starts specifically to begin. The the very first team that we'll see on here, it's it's just fascinating because you start with the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the three co favorites at the top here, eight to one, Jeff, and uh, they it's actually the two teams who are going to square off on opening night. So we probably just start there, and sure for both the Bills and Rams, schedules get. St- significantly easier after week one, but 
I mean, that right now, that's what a pick them. Rams minus one, Jeff. So how could you how could you possibly have conviction in playing either of those two teams out of the gates, especially when you consider Bills three of the first five games on the road and the Rams will have two of the first five on the road and a difficult test opening night against Buffalo and not an easy game against Dallas at home either. Not sure why. I mean, I get why eight, eight to one is the is the number for both of those teams since they're projected to be Bills are your Super Bowl favorite and the Rams are right up there in the NFC. But that's not one that interests me whatsoever if I was looking at 5-0 and start markets, uh, Bills or Rams at the top. I don't know if there's a bet to be made here. Like I know that's not 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 not, uh, not what we're here for, but it's it, it's a stretch with these on the board here. I'm with you on Buffalo and the Rams. Like why? Because the only the only argument is is if either whoever wins that game, you look at those schedules. Buffalo's going to be at least a touchdown at home against the Titans on Monday night. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. bet both of them. Yeah, you could bet both <laughs> of them and get it down to seven to one each. And you know what? Buffalo, I, I think Buffalo's going to lose to Baltimore week four. So I, was, I wouldn't yeah, bet them. That, that's one that. The, could be if tricky. you were going to make me bet one of those three short shots, I would probably bet the Rams. Because if they win week one, they're going to be a humongous favorite against Atlanta at home. They're going to be a favorite in Arizona, and they all they played the Cardinals very well last year in that playoff game, as we know. 49ers, winnable game on the road, and then Dallas. That would be the one. I don't want anything to do with Tampa. I think Tampa's going to lose either at Dallas week one or to Kansas City week four. Yeah, so you'd I be don't betting really on also new, new coach and, coming and, in. Even, you, even with Brady back, that's a, that's a lot to ask for Tampa the, out of the game. You know what the fascinating one on this board is actually, if we're going to go on, these are the shorter shots here. The Chargers are the interesting one. Because if the Chargers beat Vegas week one, which I think they will, I think that'll be a close game at SoFi, get by the Thursday night game in Kansas City, and you're looking at being a big favorite at home against Jacksonville. Kelly, is it too much of a stretch to say it's a revenge spot against the Texans because the Texans losing that game to Houston last year essentially – more so than losing it, week 18 to the Raiders with what knocked out the Chargers. I don't really think it's going to matter much anyways, but, but sure, yeah. And then Cleveland, we probably don't see Deshaun Watson playing in that game for Cleveland. So the Chargers of all of them are the most intriguing one. And then on the flip side, you could argue Kansas City's intriguing, even with three of five on the road to begin their season. Denver 9-1 I don't want. I think Denver's losing week one on Monday night to Seattle. You know I think okay. we're going to get a very weird result you know that what's first, funny? Some, first game it, of the year. Because that's the one I look – Denver is the one that I, I would make the most sense to play. But I've gone this whole offseason with this weird kind of uneasy feeling that, that – and you, yeah, we always see the – it's not just that we always see the weird result. I think back to Jim Tom Sula's finest hour uh, late, on, <laughs> late on a Monday night in Ruining San Francisco. Your soul, Ben Wilson. That's, that's a story for another time, yes. <laughs> I would have made a lot of money had the, the Vikings taken care of business. Anyway, it didn't happen. But the Broncos, like, is after that, you get home Houston, home San Francisco, and then at, at the Raiders where the crowd's probably going to be 50-50 Bronco fans. We've seen that in years past, uh, especially last year here at Allegiant, and then home Indy. That's the one, but I, I kind of am with you. Are, like, are, we, are we so sure that with a new – again, that's going to be Daniel Hackett's first game as head coach, yeah. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, first game in a new offense. Are we, are we so sure that that is just a pencil them in – easy-going double-digit victory for, for Denver. I, I can't get there with that. that. That's the one game that – that's the one – that line in the San Francisco in Chicago line week one, those are the two games where I've just had this uneasy feeling all offseason. Like, why are we so quick to just lay big amount, of, big amount of points with these teams on the road that have a whole lot of question marks? I get it. We're not high in Seattle. We're not high on, on Chicago. But 
feels like those lines are a little uh, not trappy, but it's just a lot to lot to lay on, well, on a road I'm, team right away. I understand what you guys are saying, but who the heck is the Seahawks quarterback right now? Like, like what? what it's what, a Drew I mean, Lock revenge game, Kelly. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I, I I understand. There's trap situations. No offense, revenge we game. We don't even know who's quarterback in this team yet. You're concerned about that? I, I don't. I don't know. That's Dick, but. If I had to pick one, it would be Broncos. Broncos, then yeah. Chargers, probably on here. That's uh, the one I would. But actually, if, if I was really betting this market, I would seriously, I would split the bet between the Bills and Rams. You see, you really would. Yeah, I really would. Yeah, I really would. I have no problem with that because yeah, I actually if, think you win. I think you win. I think one of those teams starts five, five and zero. If Buffalo, if Buffalo wins Week One, wins that game at SoFi on on the Thursday night to open the season. Kelly, they are they are touchdown favorites in the two home games against Tennessee and Pittsburgh. They they may be a little shorter than 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 what three and a half, four in Miami. Yeah, probably. I would say, I would say three and, and, and a half, and then and three then and two half. and then two and a half in Baltimore. Yep, or maybe even less if Baltimore gets out to a hot start. Look, I, as much as it pains me to say this, this Bills team is very much set up to have a ginormous regular season. Yeah, I am with so, you. I would, again, I'm not going to make a bet on that opening game of the season because that, to me, is the ultimate pick'em game like we're seeing in most of the market. (laughs) But I'm with you, Kelly. I I, I would have no problem if you wanted to do a unit on Buffalo, a unit on the Rams. You're at least getting – you're – you're going to have a real shot of getting one of those to week five, and then you'll have an opportunity to get out yeah, of it. Yeah, then you, you could want. even hedge off it a little bit if you wanted to. I get yeah, it, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, I was trying to look. I couldn't find it on DraftKings because there's just so many different There's options. eight zillion products. I, 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 I was trying right to sift through it. Okay, where, yeah, where, are, the, where are the Colts at on, on here? No, on it, it's down as well. It, it, uh, they're you, not you, up. Yeah, they're not up right now. Oh, that's, okay, yeah, that explains why I couldn't find it. Do we know where the Colts were? <laughs> no, but I would as- I would assume based off these teams that they're probably in that you know under, like shorter than twenty to one, but something okay. in that range. Assu- assuming the Colts don't continue the early tradition of losing at Jacksonville, <laughs> where Indy goes at Houston at Jacksonville weeks one and two, you go home Kansas City, home Titans, and then I, I feel like they have a that would that would represent a pretty good shot to at least be four and zero. Then you go to Denver on a Thursday night in week five. That like the- if you're looking at teams who have a pretty realistic shot of at least. As, as you guys are talking about, being in a position where you could then get out of that and having a really juicy number, that's probably the one yeah, I, like I would that. look at. Indy's absolutely losing one of those two road divisional games. I still <laughs> the Texas Jackson. <laughs> they're, they're, they are they are for no again they are an eight point favorite on the road in week one. By the way, who, the schedule makers with no regard for anyone in the survivor pool in week one, no regard. Because Indy's the biggest favorite on the board, and they're on the road. <laughs> well, you, so there's it's zero. Just, you, you cannot use Indianapolis no, to survive a week. Matt, are you kidding? Matt Ryan's first game with a new team? Cannot do it. I mean, and, and Lovey Smith back in the head coach's box? I mean, I, look, I, 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 again, Indy is the one team that I seemingly am very different than the entire market on. I think they're going to win the AFC South because someone has to win that division. Yeah, yeah. So, I... I don't think they're that good. I think they're going under the 10, but the minus 125 division odds, DraftKings probably end up cashing. Wouldn't shock me one bit if they start two and three in those first five, Ben. But I understand the angle that you're saying because they're going to be favored in those two road games in division. They're going to be favored week four against Tennessee at home. Kansas City early in the year has had problems going on the road in recent years. It's not impossible. 
I, I'm with you, Jeff, as far as Indy. Look, I, I think they're going to win the division because, like you said, someone, someone has, has to win to that there. division. Yeah. And I, I'm not nearly as high on Tennessee this year. Do I think Indianapolis is better than they were last year? Yeah, but I, I think it's slightly and not massively like so, some others think. I like I don't think they or I don't think they're a true Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. No, I, I'm not buying that. And again, the one the one big thing though, Kelly, and we have to remember this: Carson Wentz was. Mostly terrible last year. If Matt Ryan is league average, they they probably run away with this division. Lost Survivor Week 1, 2020 with the Colts. (laughs) Lost a massive yes, make the playoffs in-season bet at (laughs) plus 140 in Week 18 last year with the Colts. So, I I get it. Trust me, I have first had been impacted by this. We'll talk NFL Rookie there a little bit later. But up next, we'll continue our discussion on yes, no, make the playoffs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Major. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of this month. Sign up today. You'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, and premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. As we're back on primetime action, we have reached the portion of the all-star game where the substitutes are starting to slowly roll their way in two nothing nl to the bottom of the third uh, jeff framber valdez is now in the game we missed a uh, joe musgrove clean inning top of the third and it is juan soto who is now pinch hitting for mookie bet so mookie gets one ab does drive in a run with a base hit soto our first off the bench for the nl and it's jose ramirez in the field for rafael devers so i know we were talking about when would we start to uh, redraft here guys and i guess we sort of have to it's not going to be all at once, so we should probably just do it. Yeah, we now. decided to kill it. Ben takes all the money tonight. Or uh, ben, is that? Ben, that's fine. I'm, that. a, I'm okay with abandoning ship here. Ben, great work. Thank you, guys. We'll, fi- we'll find something else to gamble True. on tomorrow. Look, I, I what, mean, what, what's even on tomorrow? I mean, Jeff, if you're oh, asking that question, we're tomorrow. in real trouble. Come on. Find, find us some Mexican soccer or something. We're going to have to go uh, TBT to tomorrow, Kelly. Oh, yeah. That, that, tomorrow we, we have. Oh, we have uh, United States Soccer League. Louisville City FC versus Phoenix Rising FC at uh, What is that? PM. Like MLS Division 2? That is, uh, yes, that is the USL is the tier below uh, MLS. Well, that's Think of it as the championship below the Premier League. Do anyway. they score goals in that league? Uh, we could 
Bet on it and find out. <laughs> I, I think Phoenix Rising at Didier Drogba, the former Chelsea legend, is the that is that is, is, that, is, is, that, is that is correct. Is the they did owner, have him at some point. Owner, he, he was at one point an owner slash player. He owned the team and was playing as like a forty year old against Louisville City. And oh, oh, okay, we have Liga MX tomorrow, so Jeff has Mexican oh, there we soccer. Go. Chivas, Chivas, and Leon. I believe those are the two only two events, unless you want to bet uh, on the Argentinian uh, league tomorrow. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. No, thank those you. are the events we've got uh, going on tomorrow, Kelly. For those who were, for those who were, uh, and we got world match play darts going all day. <laughs> oh, come on, there's plenty going on, boys. Is, uh, ben is River Plate playing tomorrow in the Argentine league? Uh, I. That's the one team I do know. No, they're on Thursday. Yeah, they're not. They're not tomorrow. Oh man, the, the, I didn't the, put I didn't put in the rundown for tonight. Do we need updated Tour de France odds? No, does anybody, <laughs> anybody care about that anymore after Lance Armstrong? I. Wait, is that is that starting this week? Oh, it's been going on. Oh, it has. I, I so randomly... I'll, I'll give the people over at uh, Circa Sportsbook props. Whenever I've been there early to do stuff or whatever, record shows or whatnot, it's on. they've got the t- that's like they've got Tour de France on every single day. Oh, it's in the final week of it. But they do have like thirty <laughs> TVs over there, and there's usually nothing else going on. So who's who's leading that right now? I don't know, but your uh, your odds on favorite right now in the live betting market, Jonas v- Vingegaard. Jonas I'm sure I got that right. Minus three hundred. <laughs> Oh, so the Dane is in full control then. Okay. Apparently, the uh, Canadian Premier League is all. I didn't. So there's Atletico, yes, there's, there's, Atletico Ottawa. How yes. does that make any sense? That makes How sense. How does that make any I mean, sense? It's a Real Salt Lake. I mean, come on. Well, I know that, but <laughs> I thought America. We were exclusively stupid with our sports names here in America. Apparently, <laughs> north of the border, they are also very dumb. Atletico Ottawa with the Atletico Madrid crest is apparently a team there in Canada. Okay. Anyway. We, we started talking about this a little bit earlier in the show, Jeff, with some of these yes-no uh, playoff odds as well. And we were really focusing on the, on the American League side, but we've got full odds up for uh, both AL and NL. So let's look at some of the NL teams as well, because it, it, even though the AL wildcard race is, is certainly a jumbled mess at the, at, the, at the time right now that we're talking, the NL, there could be some value here. It's not like anything is a, is a done deal really by any means here. The Padres... And Brewers are pretty overwhelming favorites. Now, the Brewers have a very slight lead over the St. Louis Cardinals as it sits right now in the NL Central. Both of those teams, pretty you would think, pretty well projected to be in as it stands. The Brewers' lead right now is just a half game though over the Cardinals. Brewers minus 390, Cardinals minus 140. And then you look at what the and – the, and by the way, we should point out here, Braves would be the number one wild card right now, but their, their odds aren't even posted. Their yes is such a high number – because of the fact they've got a, I want to say it's a seven-game lead over the next, the second-place wildcard team. Padres would be the second wildcard. Right now, the Cardinals would be the third wildcard, but the Phillies are uh, right there as well. Phillies have been able to at least stabilize here, uh, and as we go into the break, Phils are uh, technically, actually, I think the Phillies are, Phillies, Phillies and Cardinals are tied, but the, they're technically ahead by one one-hundredth of a percentage point. The Phillies are technically ahead for two reasons. The one one-hundredth of a percentage point, as you said, and remember... Because baseball doesn't like fun half the time. There is no game 163 anymore. So the Phillies have have won the season series. So if we end up in a tie... The Phillies would get the tiebreaker well, over good the Cardinals. Braves, so remember sorry, that six by, games ahead, the Atlanta yeah, Braves. Yeah, Bra- the, uh, Braves four Phillies. clear to Padres, six clear of uh, Philadelphia and the Cardinals. Go, going back to those prices, the Phillies... The Phillies at minus 105 to miss seems pretty good. Because I'm just worried about their sustainability with Harper out at least for another few weeks. 
and I'm concerned about them falling too far behind without Harper. Now, again, I don't fully trust St. Louis. The Padres will get in, even though they're not really trustworthy either. But I, I think the Phillies at minus 105 on a no to make the playoffs, I think, is a pretty reasonable bet. The only thing that would hurt me here in that is out of the All-Star break, they, do, they play five games against Atlanta, and then their other series mixed in there until a series against the Mets on August 12th. Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, Miami. Sixth easiest schedule remaining. Pretty easy schedule. That is the one concern for the Phillies. But again, I'm concerned that at some point, not having Harper is going to catch up. Right. For the, and the strength of schedule, it, it certainly matters. But in baseball, I don't know. Is it, is it one of those things that you maybe weigh less than in some other sports when looking at the variance at, at where these teams are yes. at? I mean, it kind of has to be. It, but if we're at least doing the exercise, Cardinals of the teams on this list, Cardinals, second easiest schedule remaining. Brewers' fifth easiest, likely largely because both of those teams play in the NL Central with three really, really bad baseball teams, Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. They will get to just beat up on and feast on the rest of the year. Then you have the Phillies' sixth easiest. Uh, and, then it, and then the rest of these, like Giants are uh, right, at, right around the top half. They're 17th uh, as far as uh, their, their strength of schedule going forward. So a little onto the easy side, but again, not, not overwhelming by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and then if, if you want to go further down here, again, the, uh, the mention how the Cardinals, very, very simple task for them. Uh, Marlins, we at least have on our list here. They are uh, kind of a long shot, 13 to 1, ninth toughest strength of schedule remaining. The Giants are, uh, that's, that's kind of a team you have to figure out, though. It's not only do you, or, you know, because again, it's, it's kind of how we talked about in the AL. It appears as though this is going to really be, instead of four teams for three spots, Jeff, it's really three teams for two spots. But you could make the case, it's four, I mean, you could really make a case you, for four teams for two spots if you want to say that, that you don't trust San Diego uh, to really hold on to that spot where they're two games out right now, or two games ahead, I should say. So where do you stand on a team like San Francisco that has, has had all sorts of, talk about variants. I mean, the swings that the Giants have gone on all year have been pretty stark. They went three or four from the Brewers heading into the All-Star break to get to five over. So that's a half game back right now of both that Philadelphia-St. Louis combo. That has to factor into the handicap here, what you, what you perceive of San Francisco going forward. And we'll dig into them here in a second because there's, there's a lot of things that don't really add up when you look, to, look at their advanced stats with how bad they've fallen off defensively, but how good they still have maintained on the pitching side. I have no real feel for the Giants. I really don't. You don't, don't. have a feel as a result? Okay. Yeah, I, re- I really don't because, again, their lineup, on, if you're just looking at individual pieces, their lineup still is ridiculous. The fact that they produce at the level that they do. But again, Zahidi in that front office is kind of went in that Billy Bean-esque model that just plugs and plays and it works. And the big concern for them, Ben, and you mentioned it, they have been so laughably terrible defensively this year that it's almost too much to overcome. Now, in baseball, fielding does mean a little bit less than in, than, than in or defense means a little bit less uh, than it does in some other sports, but... When you're that bad, it impacts your ability to win games. We also don't talk about fielding enough yeah, because very, we just kind of right. dismiss it from handicapping in a day-to-day well, perspective. Well, and it's also, too, again, it's kind of the money ball style of doesn't matter. it doesn't matter in the long run. It, more, it matters what your offense and, and your pitching ends up doing. But, I, look, Ben, I, I really do think the Marlins who are on the bottom, bottom of the odds that are advanced, don't bet the Marlins. The Marlins are, should be sellers, if anything, at this trade deadline. But I really do think you're going to end up in a scenario here where the Cardinals 
are going to have an opportunity to put the sixth seed away probably with about 10 days to go, where if they win a series, at that point it's going to be awfully tough for either Philadelphia or San Francisco in order to catch them. That's where I think we end up going in this race. That's why I like the Phillies minus 105 on the no. Um, minus 165 on the no in Gi- with the Giants isn't bad either, but if the Giants get back in the race, you're going to get a better price. Yeah, the only one, the one I would look at is yeah, laying the yes with the Cardinals minus one forty. Whether they, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly feel like that division is a, is much more of a toss up than the odds makers are saying right now. But a top ten offense in pretty much every single metric, the pitching is the big thing with St. Louis, as we've talked about in the past. If they, depending on how Jack Flaherty comes back in the second half of the year, that's a team though. They really just need one guy to be consistent for them down the stretch of that Flaherty of of some of the other guys who have been banged up like a Steven Matz, if they can just get one person, I would feel pretty confident in them at least getting one of those wild card spots. Now, we'll update the All-Star game next. Still 2-0 NL, and we'll also go into our NFL Rookie of the Year discussion as we continue on here on Primetime Action. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Since we promised before the break, Jeff, we would update the All-Star game. We hadn't had any action happening, but now we have had action in really the last two minutes here. Tony Gonsolin, he of a spotless, what, 11-0 All-Star break record there for the Dodgers, comes in and uh, gives up two, I mean, absolute moonshots. 457 off the bat of Giancarlo Stanton to score Jose Ramirez. And then right after that, back-to-back, Byron Buxton. So two of my three, look, so far, guys, I had three guys. Two of them have hit hit home runs in this game. Byron Buxton goes deep, and it is now three to two American League in the top of the fourth. You see how that has changed the live total. So I don't know. This maybe this the time you jump in. I don't know. You you got to wait wait until Gonsolin finishes. He gives up another base hit to Tim Anderson. And so it has been uh, single, fly out, homer, homer, single for Tony Gonsolin so far in his 21 pitches. Here we go. Tony Gonsolin finally going to get his first loss of the year, and it's going to come in the All-Star game. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think you're – I'm with you, Ben. Uh, If you're you're still looking at this live under, I don't think you're doing it until Tony Gonsolin gets out of this inning at least. This is uh, is pretty ugly. Five runs now, pregame total of 7.5, which pretty much got all all under money from 8 down to 7.5. That all of a sudden now feels kind of in jeopardy, especially this inning. First five over – First five over. Easy, yep. easy in the end. <laughs> and if you had NL first five, all of a sudden you feel like, wow, what just happened? <laughs> and Tony Gonsolin on the mound. It's funny. We've been waiting for the regression all year with Gonsolin. And as you point out, Jeff, it happens. Um, well, it happened, it happened, happened earlier too. this week in St. Louis where the, the Dodgers got, had yeah, to come back from 6 nothing though. down yeah. in order to keep him out of the loss column this year. But, uh, again, it's yeah, – Yeah, Jeff, I'm with you. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the toughest team he's faced all year. Yeah, I, again, yeah. it's a it's – a, yeah. it's <laughs> Kelly, it's a stacked lineup. It's a very stacked <laughs> lineup he's facing uh, here in the American League All-Stars, which, again, shocking that the All-Star team is a loaded lineup, guys. Stunning. Breaking news. Breaking news in our, uh, our lexicon. So 3-2 right now. It is Andres Jimenez, the eight hitter. Up, I don't. It doesn't look like anybody else. So we haven't had anybody else coming off the bench. Although Pete Alonso, Alonso's in it first. Uh, we now. had Freddie Freeman pinch hit for Paul Goldschmidt, so he gets the homer and his one at bat. I would still think, well, not, not, he's not, not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Is he the uh, the MVP? It would have to be 
I don't know. Would it be uh, who would it be right now? Would it be Stanton for the two run tying home run, or would it be Buxton right now? Actually, the MVP right now is Tony Gonsolin. So that's just me. But no, no, realistically, probably Giancarlo because he drove in an extra run. But yeah, I don't think we're done scoring in this game. And yet, so, guys, so Freeman gets in just as a pinch hitter. Pete Alonso replaces him in the field at first base. So those are the subs we've had so far. Juan Soto stayed in there in center field. So we've now seen three bench guys for the NL and just one so far for the AL. But again, these start to come. Fast and furious as we we go on. So uh, two outs now, top of the fourth. AL up three two there with the runner on first. Gonsal and uh, his, his. I love how they do this too. It's the because it's the, the one game separate from everything else. We has a nice forty point five zero ERA right now. Tony Gonsal uh, into the game. <laughs> we we talked about this what last night. Yeah, <laughs> tough, tough, tough numbers there for Tony. We talked about this last night with Doug Kai. Great great segment uh, with the PFF NFL reporter on these rookie of the year numbers. And you know, Kelly, you've been doing the deep dive looking for some value on rookie of the year. Let's start offensive. And what we led into with talking about Doug last night that, that we found amazing for this market was that we're not even sure that the favorite, Kenny Pickett, quarterback in Pittsburgh, is even going to be the starter, A, either week one, or B, all season there in Pittsburgh. So when you have a guy who's a favorite in a market who you're not even sure of his playing status, it immediately opens up the door for some other options. So uh, Brees Hall... Your second favorite right now, plus 750. You see there are five guys on the list, sub 10 to 1 in single digits. Start with you, Jeff. Who stands out when you when you look at this? And again, we're kind of assuming here, right? No, none of us want any piece of picket based on the <laughs> lack of a guarantee of playing time. Not only that, but the super it's the super short number anyway. Even if he was the already named the day one starter, that's probably a number we still wouldn't be interested in playing. It's a ridiculous number. It really is. I understand why. He's that short for yeah. a protection purposes. And if he's a quarterback that plays most of the year and he plays well, and somehow if the Steelers yet again make the playoffs despite having an average team and it's cause of picket being good, he'll win the award. I don't I don't foresee that happening though. This is a really difficult market for me, Ben, because even though Brees Hall is the number one running back with the Jets. I don't want to bet him at 15 to 2 plus 750. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Traylon Burks could very easily be the number one wide receiver in Tennessee. You trust but, his quarterback? I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan Tannehill looked better because AJ Brown is a monster. I think this is a fun market. Just yeah, keep going, Jeff. Because this it, is yeah. yeah. Just Drake London. Sure. We want anything to do with the Falcons other than Kyle Pitts on the positive end? No, thank you. Christian Watson, we, the history of Aaron Rodgers with rookie wide receivers is not good. Even though Watson makes a lot of sense, the history is not good. Devontae Adams struggled mightily as a rookie with, we, with we, we are assuming way too much out of Sky Moore if he's that short. And then that brings us to Garrett Wilson and Kenneth Walker III. Garrett Wilson could very easily be the Jets' second-best wide receiver this year. I think Elijah Moore is pretty clearly ahead of him. I don't know how much in the tank Corey Davis has left, but Garrett Wilson could be good. But again, there's only a ceiling of how much Zach Wilson is going to grow in year two. And that leads me to Kenneth Walker III. Now, do I like this bet at 12-1? to 1? Not necessarily. But who's the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks? Last time I checked, the guy who likes to run the ball. He likes to lot. run the ball Name and Pete establish Carroll. the run, and now he doesn't have an all-pro quarterback anymore. Now he has either Geno Smith or Drew Locke, who in all honesty are actually going to end up having pretty similar careers when this is all said and done. 
Kenneth Walker of the ones on our screen, are, that's the only one I would consider, but I want more than 12 to 1, Kelly. Yeah, I, I, and I think I'm if I'm thinking about that one, I'm thinking about what we saw with Najee Harris last year, kind of in a, a similar situation, yeah. except for what? Najee Harris was the... The clear standalone running back, really, in Pittsburgh, where Kenneth Walker, you're even talking about in the mix to right. get snaps at exactly. running back. And I don't know, at least maybe Big Ben scared some people last year. Like, this is, you're, right. you're, now sure. talking about, you're now talking about a coach who everybody knows likes to run the ball. And they and every defense is going to have no confidence in the quarterback, anyways. They're going to be stacking that box like crazy. So I, this is where this market is fascinating to me because I think you keep on cruising down the list. I think we've picked apart every one of these so far. Let's go to, let's go to page keep, two, keep, Kelly. Keep, 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 keep going, keep, Kelly. Keep picking them off. I, I mean, that's where it's just. I mean, we, you're talking Desmond Ritter at fourteen to one. No, I mean, I really, you. I really think Doug Kai talking about James Cook last night. I, I think that I think that is. The guy that I, I, if I had to bet someone in this market, that's where I would start looking at is, is him at 14 to 1. Um, I know Matt Brown is really, is really against this one. I think Chris Olave is, is incredibly talented, and I would not uh, completely count him out of making an impact on that Saints offense, which I do think is going to be better this year. Uh, I, I think I think Jameis Winston will be better than a lot of people are expecting this year. There's a lot of a lot of receivers uh, for the ball to go around to there, but I still I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up making a bigger impact than we think. But you know, Desmond Ritter fourteen to one, Jameson Williams sixteen to one. Next, we don't really we don't know, know when he's, he's going to be back, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jalen Tolbert, Damian Pierce, Matt Corral, John Dotson. Oh, Why well, is Matt Corral well, still well, 25 to 1? Corral, That's a play. Corral is in the 15, 18 to 1 range. And then as soon as the trade happened, where, it, where Baker may odds should have fallen and they should probably fall even more. I Further. just say, like, if none of us have bets in this market, I don't know if any of us I will end not up have end, a bet in this I market. I won't either. Yeah, I don't know if any of us end up, will end up having one. But I think the biggest thing to take away from this exercise is if you're looking at this market, I don't know why you wouldn't start looking at some long, like this is a perfectly good market to take some long shots in and, and see where it ends up. I, I, I have no, I mean, usually if you're betting NFL futures at this time of the year, anyways, that's my biggest piece of advice is take a few longer shots and hopefully they pan out because guess what? Those shorter shots, you're probably going to get a better number in season at some point uh, where you might be able to. And so especially if we have a problem with what a lot of the short shots in this market are going to face in the season, I would sure be looking at some longer shots. Yeah. <laughs> Slim Pickens. It really is. Which actually brings me to George Pickens there at 40-1. Oh, look at you. Uh, may maybe... Maybe you hey, look, he's so happy. He's so proud of himself right now. Look at that face. He is so proud of himself right now. But but I will say, at twenty to one, though, Jalen Tolbert is the interesting one in Dallas. Because that's the one guy that is know, the one thinking. guy where CD Lamb is clearly number one there in Dallas. Michael Gallup, there are question marks. Is James Washington really going to be the number three wide receiver the whole year? I like that one. Yeah, I, I think if you're going down the board, Tolbert is the most intriguing one at 20 to 1. And if we really want to get crazy here, guys, what happens if Carson Wentz suffers an injury early in the year and Washington goes to Sam Howell? And he's actually effective. I mean, I hear you. 40 to 1? But that part you have to bank. Like, you need better than 40 yeah, to 1 when you're, you're, you're counting on someone getting hurt. to 1 in order to bet that. Yeah.
We'll talk a defensive rookie of the year maybe tomorrow. As we talked about, there's not exactly a dearth of games going on tomorrow. We'll update the All-Star game. Whole lot of subs in now. We'll update you on that next as we wrap up the show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We're back on primetime action for the final time. 3-2 American League with the lead in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. We got so close, Jeff, to a uh, Albert, Albert Pujols glory. Warning track power there for Albert uh, in a pinch hitting roll off. If, if Albert had homered, the game would have ended and he would have won the MVP. You agree with yeah. that, Kelly? Shut it down, of course. Yeah, yeah, after just, that, come on, Pujols, Homer, puts the, them on top. Just, just yeah, stop I, the game. I know. They would, they, I mean, the, the game definitely would have stopped. Just it's a question of how long it would have stopped. Him also, do I, you guys feel like I, I, I have no actual measurement of this, but it feels like the first two innings went by in about 30 minutes, and now we've been sitting like in these pa- yeah. past two for the past hour. Well, McClanahan's half inning was not a short inning. And then uh, it was really <laughs> right. the th- Tony Gonsolin. It, w- it was Kershaw, Kershaw's inning was quick thanks to the pickoff, and then Alcantara, I mean, threw like nine pitches to get three out. So. It's a very educational experience for me, though. I'm learning so <laughs> ma- so many MLB players that yeah. I just did not know. There are, well, all right. This is the uh, best of the best, too, I'm gonna run. Yeah. I'm going to run through all the subs that were just put in for the AL, Kelly. Tell, yes, no, do, have you heard of this of these guys? Yeah. Kyle Tucker. Yeah, but I, could, I, like, I couldn't tell you what team. Astros. He's, he's in the game okay. right now. Replaces Aaron Judge. And Judge's day is over. Luis Arise. I told you off air. I've never heard oh, of him never before, heard. Minnesota. Replaces Vlad Jr. So Arise is in. Uh, Andrew Benintendi. Heard them, ah, Phillies. I don't know. I mean, wrong right, league. right, right. Region, but also wrong league. <laughs> right, the region. Well, he used, well, he's a, well, he used to be a Red Sox. That's why I was. Royal. I was trying to give Kelly a little benefit of the doubt. I, I mean, formerly right region. Yes, uh, Ben Intendi replaces John Carlo. John Carlo, we think would be the odds-on favorite right now to win MVP. We think two run homer. Julio Huli, uh, Rodriguez. Yankees. Yankees. I got one. Thank you. Got John oh, Carlo. Very good. Very go. good, Kelly. That, that wasn't the question. but Formerly Mike Stanton of the uh, Miami Until Marlins. what? Until last night, did you know who Julio Rodriguez was? Oh, I did not know. No. Okay. I, the Mariners players continue to surprise he, me. I, I figure now every name that I don't recognize is a Mariner. Well, Julio Rodriguez is into the game for Byron Buxton. I, I so. hope Kelly knows. Mariners. Who, yes, thank you. Very good. Got Very it on good. day two. I got it on day two, Jeff. Uh, Xander Bogarts. Hopefully you get Red that. Sox. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Now, that, that one should have been. Nailed it. Uh, Santiago Espinal. <laughs> no is, chance. Uh, this, this is a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Royals. Nah, he's you, a you, really thought he's the, a you really thought the Royals would have multiple All-Stars? 
I mean, the Mariners the, do, apparently. Well, the Royals also have won like 30 games, so. Mariners are in the playoffs. Mariners right are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Yeah, Did but you know like, that? Didn't they stink like a month and a half ago? <laughs> yeah, they had a 14 game winning streak. Uh, okay. Espinal replaces Andres Jimenez. No idea. But we don't need. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and he has no idea who, who Jimenez bonus, plays for. Bonus question is now the pitcher into the game, Paul Blackburn. I want to say. You were just looking at his hat the whole half inning. Yeah, you were watching. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Now they all are wearing. I want to say the Giants. He got uh, the area right, the but he's New got the York, wrong league. New York Giants. Oh, the okay. Uh, the A's. No. Yeah, Oakland A's. There Thanks, Jeff. Jeff with the assist. You got it, Kelly. Uh, so that, that that this has been a very fun round of play. Random MB, uh, MLB All Star Game this Reserve gonna, Bingo. This, this is gonna Kelly get Bindu. real fun when the uh, the NL relievers pop into the game that aren't Edwin Diaz. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> this is the yeah. This is just example nine hundred and thirty-seven on primetime yeah. action of uh, you should never listen to any opinion that I have about Major League Baseball. Betting. Okay, Pretty actually, much. actually, hold on. This one will be fun because of where Kelly is from. The current pitcher for the National League now pitching the fifth inning is Luis Castillo. Uh, he used to play on the Reds. He's still a Cincinnati Red. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at Kelly. Kelly. It I looked, thought you were going to go Marlins and go with the wrong Luis Castillo there, <laughs> Kelly. That, yeah. Luis Castillo, great, uh, great Marlins. I think it looks like Otani is going to get one more at bat here. He's going to lead Angels. off as a DH. Well, okay. That's. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> you just want me to stop now, Ben? Got it. Okay. Is yeah, Otani, you can stop wait a second. Does Otani get a hit? Otani already did his press conference already after the game. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, he's a DH, so it wasn't in the field. I mean, they're listing him as still in as the DH. I don't know if that'll he's actually, got plenty of time. If, if that'll actually happen. <laughs> Apparently, they're also they, they just flashed up a huge graphic saying "Big Poppy." That is not Shohei Otani. That is Miguel Cabrera. Who, by okay. the way, I'm going to say this as well. I don't know if we noticed this in the MVP Tigers. markets. I, I was going to ask. The same. He wasn't. <laughs> he he, he knows, wasn't listed. He knows. He wasn't listed. <laughs> Why was Why? Miguel, and neither was Pujols for that matter, actually, in the MVP markets. Because they probably are had, they not giving the the guys who were put in as the le- living legends category, whatever they called if, it. I the, think that's an overstatement. If, I, by, if by, I was odds making, I wouldn't include them either. Because you know, if they if I, either one of them did anything, they'd probably for, somehow win it. Yeah, but then you would have to refund everyone if you didn't list it. If you're doing this right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. So know how, I don't. Yeah, you have mean, to refund everyone see, if you're doing it when, right. In situations like this, books will just cheat the system and just put them at like ten to one, and it's just an unbettable number. I, look, I would have if Miguel Cabrera was offered, and this would probably would have gone. You know what's funny? I, if Miguel yeah. Cabrera was offered at one hundred and fifty to one tonight, now it's going to be great when Castillo strikes him out on four pitches, but. This is one of those, the p- perfect narrative. It was it would either have been Albert or Cabrera homering tonight. That's why Poole says Cabrera grounds out 6-3, to three, so my point is completely irrelevant <laughs> now. But I would have considered it like 175, 150-1, yeah. like some of the guys were getting dished before the game. I, I stand by my Cabrera comments of last week. He's still hitting over 300, right, this year? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. This whole legacy invite, I'd be like, no, nah, man, either I'm an all-star or I'm not. I'm hitting his, over his 300. His numbers aren't that far off I'm from 72 years old, still playing baseball. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, and they didn't, like, like, no disrespect to Gregory Soto. They didn't need to put Gregory Soto in the all-star game for the second consecutive year instead of just giving Miguel Cabrera an Thank actual you. spot instead yes. of inviting him because he's a living legend. At this I've point. never even heard of that guy. So there we go. <laughs> <Gregory>. <laughs> it's two-time yeah, all-star. He's a two-time all-star, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Meanwhile, we yeah. For those of you at home watching, uh, if you got us on a second screen, you're being subjected to uh, Big Poppy in the house. He's just doing the 
He's just doing these walking, po- walking interviews. We- is Poppy wearing the umpire camera hat? Yeah, he's wearing the yeah. he's wearing the Rob Lowe hat. The Major League Baseball the Major logo League Baseball on the version hat. of that. The funny part is, uh, I guarantee you, our audience actually knows exactly what you're talking about there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Kelly I'm knows exactly him. what you're talking I, about. I know Kelly does too. The Rob Lowe hat? No, I don't. Oh, oh no, come on. Kelly. <laughs> Three-two game AL in the top <laughs> of the fifth. Already gone over the first five. First five money line, obviously, still to be uh, decided. Here, Kyle I, Tucker is up. I, I should at least say that since Kelly didn't know it, then I, I would guess some of our viewers don't. The Rob Lowe hat, the ironic or non-ironic hat that Rob Lowe wore to the 2019 NFC title game, Kelly, legitimately just a black hat with an NFL logo on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I just I just Googled it. Now I know what you're talking about. I thought, I thought you were talking about Rob Lowe wearing a camera on his hat somehow. I, he probably I did know, that man. too at one point. I'm sure he has, yeah. Yes, from, Either from West Wing uh, or, uh, to, yes. or something to, else. Who knows? Yes, I, I remember this now. He, he he really matched the outfit. You could tell yeah. he went all black on the outfit. And he was like, I need a black hat. Where can, where can I do so He's just, a big fan of the Shield. He's just a black hat with an NFL. I just logo. love football. <laughs> Shield protector, Rob Lowe. Well, we, we, I teased before we were going to talk about this tomorrow, but uh, I don't think either of us have any in, insanely deep thoughts warranting a 10-minute discussion. So let's just get uh, NFL defensive rookie of the year. Again, as big fans of the Shield, just like Rob Lowe. We'll get into this right now. Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, your co-favorites at a five and a half to one. Then Trayvon Walker is third here, plus 750. Two others in Quay Walker, Kyle Hamilton, each in single digits on the odds board. I, like I talked about with the, with the offensive rookie of the year, nothing that I am really interested in betting. Are there any angles, Kelly, Jeff, you guys see with this one? Kelly, you want to go first here? I, I mean, I, this is one where I actually think Aiden Hutchinson should, you know, should be the favorite. And I actually, I think he should be shorter than Thibodeau. Uh, but this is, I, I mean, I'm not betting a short shot right now in this market in this at this time of year. But I, I do think, I think Aiden Hutchinson is the rightful favorite in this market. There are three guys I would consider betting right now, and I actually would consider taking a bet on the two short shots here because if either Thibodeau or Hutchinson gets out to a big start, you are not seeing those numbers again for either right, of those yeah. guys. So I don't have a problem taking a plus 550 on Hutchinson and Thibodeau this early in the game. The other guy I would look at, and he is way down from what he was not that long ago, and he's been a popular name among smart people, including our guy Eric Eager earlier this week, George Karloftis in Kansas City, they need pass rush help. And in a division that is loaded with pass rushers, Kansas City doesn't have much of a pass rush. Karloftis is the one guy who could have a big year, and if Kansas City's defense overachieves, and part of it is Karloftis having a big sack year, he's a guy down the board that could could make it happen. Now, shop around. You can do better than 16-1 to right now. Uh, You can find better. You can find a 25-1, to 30-1 to still in Karloftis. That would be the guy I would look at down the board. Yeah, I like that. I like that. George Karloftis, 16-1. to Okay. Great player, Purdue. No other – no other – and, uh, no other long shots. That I, I just, I think, especially with, I mean, with some people, and I'm not necessarily in this camp, but some people think the Lions going to be a lot better this year. I yeah. mean, if Aiden Hutchinson is a, plays a significant part on that defense, uh, that maybe you know sniffs the playoffs or something. I like you yeah. said, Jeff. You, you might not see better odds than you're going to see on him right it's, now. It's the same thing with the Giants. What happens if the Giants get out to a great start and Thibodeau is four sacks in four weeks? Again, I don't love betting short shots this early in, 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 Me too, in time, but, but the difference is starters that could have major impacts on their teams, right? Versus what we looked at in the yep, offense. Correct. Market. 
Correct. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year odds. A very exquisite three-minute discussion. I'm sure we'll have more general NFL futures thoughts in the days and weeks ahead. That does it for us, though. It's the Nightcap coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.